see me tee up, you better step aside. A lot of men didn't, a lot of men died. I hook it to the left, I shank it to the right. I'll be looking for my ball until the dark of the night. You play 18 holes, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Andrew, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the Country Club Pro. And welcome back to the Degenerate Golfer Podcast. Uh, this week's edition, uh, Pebble Beach AT&T National Pro-Am. Uh, Dave Lambert here filling in as the host for this week. Uh, Mike was unable to join us today, uh, but he did send us some picks uh, for later on. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, joined as always uh, by Brandon Ferno Furness. Fernie, how you doing? What's buddy? up? Good, Lambo. How you doing, buddy? Good, good, good. Just the two of us. Just the Just. two of us. Woo. Well, it's safe to say we both don't have a future in, uh, in singing, so. No. But, hey, after last week, we may have a future in uh, picking some more winners. In gambling. Woo. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, we're a few weeks into the show now. Um, this definitely isn't the place to come for, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for good gambling advice. Yeah. I mean, we're but, still rolling the dice here. But, uh, <laughs> hey, we're open and honest. We, we You fade our bets. Do not uh, bet with us. Bet against us. Yeah, you know a lot of feel a lot of feel goods. Uh, certainly no locks, but uh, yeah, we we'll get to that in a little bit. We did ha- we did have a good week. Um, all of our Canadian listeners uh, also had a little bit of a good week on uh, on our Brooks Kapka take. Um, we'll visit that in a short little bit. Um, Pebble, Pebble Beach National Pro Am this week. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to take a quick look back at last week. And we're going to start the show off as we do with our uh, club snaps and our hat tips. Um, so right out of the gate, uh, I'm just going to give a tip of the cap. So tip of the cap being something that we um, sort of looked at last week and we're like, oh, that's great. Good stuff. That was really cool. Really enjoyed that. Um, tip of the cap for me is going to go out to TPC Scottsdale. Uh First and foremost, um, I think the golf course yeah. uh, really, really was like the star this week. Um, you know, a lot of times the tournament waste management tournament is sort of highlighted by the fact that they've got like 120 fans there every single day. And it's the greatest greenest show on grass. And it's a totally big giant um, to do, you know, as we experienced last week, uh, last year. Um, yep. But I think this year the, the golf course really got to shine um, exciting track, especially that back nine. Um, you know, right at, right from 12, right in on it into 18, um, you know, especially on the weekend, it just really st- started to show, um, the volatility and the excitement, uh, that it can produce thoughts on that. Yeah. You, you, at certain points, you really couldn't tell that there was limited amount of fans there. It felt like the atmosphere was still like it was in the past. Like you could, the energy on 16 guys coming through was still pretty strong and, uh, yeah, kudos to them. It was the first tournament back where they allowed fans, and uh, it showed that they could uh, perform, and, and hopefully there was uh, everyone safe coming out of there. But, uh, yeah, it's great. That's the people's open, what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, was, uh, it was good. It was, it was sad to, to watch it this year on, for four rounds on TV and not being down there, um, but we were able to relive some of the memories that we had and saying that we can, we, we've been there, done that. So pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always fun to um... – watch a place that you've been on television mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, you know, I was telling, uh, Sarah, you know, I was like, Hey, I was there last year. Hey, look, I was, at, I was doing that last year. This is where I was last year. I was right behind this tea box. I was, you know, walking down this pathway. Like there's the beer tent, like there, you know, yeah. all these, all these sort of fun things. Right. Yeah. It's pretty um, cool. Yeah. So it's always, it's always good to sort of see that sort of stuff. Um, Another tip of the cap, um, if we got to go with probably the most obvious uh, of it all, of it all, right? So Brooks Kupka, uh huge come from behind victory on Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. coming off of three missed cuts, uh, just absolutely macho on the 17th hole, like just unbelievable. What a what a shot! I mean, obviously he played it safe off the tee, but you know, putting himself in position to to get up and down and next thing you know he's holding it out and you know we're all messaging each other separately you know screaming and cheering and and happy for him so 
Yeah, that at that moment, what? Yeah, what, just what, what, talk about clutch. Talk about clutch. That's, that's clutch right there. Like, you know, you can love or hate the guy, which I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's kind of a uh, a cocky douche, if you want to call it. But uh, you know, a cocky douche. You heard it here. Yeah, but his game kind of matches up in uh, in the majors, and he always comes to play and. Uh, it was good, you know, good for golf, I guess, to see him back on top. He was uh, what he missed three cuts in a row. So, hey, go from the three cuts in a row, missing three cuts in a row to to winning. Uh, you know, that will get your your confidence back up pretty quickly and uh, and back on top. So, yeah, yeah and him. absolutely. And it was good. Uh, we'll get to it in a little bit. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, all three of us had a little bit of uh, action on Brooks uh, this past week, including a, a couple of our listeners, friends of the show, um, also put a little bit down on him uh tip of the cap so the last one i've got here fernie uh jordan spieth showing some signs of life not perfect Uh, he certainly didn't have it on sunday um but that round on saturday 61 61 or 60 60 60 61 oh oh shoot i don't know i think it's 61 i think it's yeah 61 10 under right yeah 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 so I mean, just making birdies from absolutely everywhere. Uh, That putter was really heating up, or it was heated up, I should say, just like the Jordan that we've seen, you know, draining, you know, how many 30, 40 foot clutch putts has Jordan Spieth made, uh, you know, in his short career? Tons, right? We haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah. Well, he he made those two back-to-back bombs, and I I think it was on 17 was the second one, and... uh, you could just tell it was that kind of day for him. Right. It was, it, you, you know, I was messaging you guys and, and even a couple guys said, you know, Jordan's back, Jordan's back. And you're, you're still hesitant to, until you actually get a win from how he's been playing. I mean, he hasn't won since uh, 2016 or 2017, 2017 British open, I think. Anyway, um, you know, there's a lot of doubt that goes on and uh, for him to, to play like that and show signs of what he's capable of doing. You know, it's not just like shooting a 66, 65 out there and, you know, it's a decent round shoot 61. I mean, that's got to get your, your head back on straight. And uh, you know, you could probably start to see some more positive things for Jordan coming through. Yeah. I saw, yeah, I somewhat agree with that. Um, I think he's on the right track, obviously, you know, I've never shot 61. Um, so he's obviously doing something, <laughs> something right. Uh round of the week so yeah good for him tip of the cap you can just tell it when when he gets that putter going he's he can go low it's he can make him from anywhere so he he's such a i don't want to he's not i don't want to call him a polarizing figure he's more of um like an energizing figure right you know mm-hmm. tell me one more uh player who seems to have more fun when they're playing well well and and also this was the first week of having fans back too right so yep. He was engaged with them. You can tell he was, yeah, he was going back and forth with a couple guys around the 17th green. I guess one guy fell off his chair and they were joking around. Right. You, could just, you could just tell like he, he was more comfortable because of having fans out there. You could tell he was in his, it more back in his element and, uh, um, you know, doesn't forgive the last couple of years, but at least it's a step in the right direction. You know, I've been, you know, we've, I, I've obviously been betting against them in the last few weeks, but, uh, you know, with getting the fans back, I think it really motivated a few guys and, and put them kind of back at ease and kind of forgot about maybe some of their past history. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously Jordan showing some signs there, tip of the cap, uh, sort of leads us right into uh, pretty much the only club snap that I could come up with, Ferno. Uh, I'm not sure if you have another one to add to this, but um, just a really lackluster uh, early Sunday uh, round uh, after so much anticipation, so much hype, obviously Jordan coming off the uh, the ten under round, Xander Shoffley right there in the mix as well. Um, I don't recall. I didn't. I didn't write down the exact scores, but you know the two of those guys. I'm pretty sure were over par on the front nine. They just let everybody back in. Yeah. And uh, it just and you know for a, a big period there, uh, James Hahn was in yeah. the lead. And no disrespect to James, but I didn't even know he was playing still, (laughs) (laughs) you know, know, and um, so, you know, not that, not that he's not a good player in his own right. um, But sort of that big duel with Jordan and Xander that we were expecting to, to sort of pop up 
you know, well, it allows for those guys to go under the radar, right? Because everyone's paying attention to those top two guys. And I'm sure the majority of the, um, uh, the, the betting audience uh, probably had, uh, you know, those, one of those two guys wrapping it up and, you know, that's where you can find if you're betting day by day or you, you, know, you, you log in on Sunday and you, you take a look at the, at the odds for, you know, if guys are five, six shots back, you know, if those, that lead group goes stale, it's, it's anybody's game to anybody can come from behind and, and give themselves a win. I think Brooks, he shot 65 and um, he was five he, back. Five back, right? And, so those guys uh, yeah, are never out of it. In our in our group chat in the morning, right? Like we were we were low key talking. Uh, so, someone, I think it might have been Mike. He's like, Brooks is going to shoot sixty one today. He's going to take this down. And you know, even me, who had you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm all I'm, a, I'm the biggest Brooks fan on the planet. I had a small chunk of uh, coin on him as well, and. You know, we I'm should, like, I'm like, there's no chance. There's no yeah. chance. It's not happening. I was willing, I, I was willing to lay, I was, I was willing to lay it all that. down right yeah. there and go back. But, uh, you know, not in a million years would I thought that either Xander or Jordan wouldn't have uh, risen to the occasion. So that's a well, club snap for me. I got lucky um, back last last season. Um, I can't remember. It was one of the tournaments that JT had won, and he was four or five shots again behind, and he was because he's JT still had decent odds. It was eight to one, I think on Sunday. And I, I hammered him and sure enough, the, the, the leading groups uh, went out and went stale and, and I was able to, to collect. So uh, you, you always keep your eye on those guys that are for, you know, you know, eight, eight, seven, eight shots is always pretty tough. The whole, uh, the whole field's got to go pretty bad, but uh, if you can get a guy around five, six shots, you know, and in, uh, at some pretty good odds it's always worth taking a look at right yeah absolutely don't disagree with that at all just probably change your perspective a little bit on especially with uh with how confident you were with brooks not gonna win this weekend and, and coming back right yeah well i mean i liked him at first and then i didn't and then uh sure yeah, yeah. sort of he took it all down in the end so yeah that's that um so that being said let's let's go back to last week just a little bit more and uh sort of touch on some of our uh some of our hits and our misses um obviously uh i can start that right out of the gate i had uh two units on brooks returned me 90 units um so that was sort of one of my side bets uh that i'm not sure if i posted that but i was i was talking him up pretty big obviously i had rory to win he didn't do much uh cameron champ for the top 10 uh didn't even factor and ricky missed the cut um so hit on that uh 1.4 to 1 nothing major yep. but small win yeah i think um i had ricky at miscut at um yeah plus 230 so a couple units on that but my big winner was 15 units on brooks um to pay off 55 times 55 units so that was a nice uh, nice payout there hey yo we need back. a bell we need a bell yeah. like a like a winner bell he's back he's back baby it was nice to get out of the red because every week that we've been doing these updates it's just like no no down just down more digging a stuff. hole exactly but it just takes one rock bottom and still digging <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right uh if i'm not mistaken mike also hit uh on brooks for the win uh can't remember his wager um but it it was uh, certainly bigger than mine uh, and then, uh, yeah, a couple of our, on it. Yeah, he might've had one. Yeah. I think he might've had one actually. He's been collecting. He's back to back weeks, weeks now. So That's he's right. his, two winners in a row for Mikey G building a bankroll a little bit. Yeah. Teeny, teeny, tiny little guy, but better than nothing. Uh, hey, we're coming yeah. back. Um, and also we had a couple of our, uh, friends of the show, uh, win pretty large on, uh, Brooks, uh, won't name their names, but, uh, yes, one of our, uh, one of our close friends pulled in $850. Uh, no, that was you. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they won a little bit more. Sorry. Uh, I think it was 1150 and, uh, 2,500, uh, yep. betting yep. on Brooks. Uh, it's tough to say if they were t- took our advice, um, or if they're just a little bit smarter than we are uh and 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 wagered before us it's probably the latter probably both Uh, yeah (laughs) a little bit of a combo yeah um yeah so that's that and uh obviously uh did you have jordan to miss the cut no mike did not yeah someone did did. yeah so that didn't hit obviously um way off (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah. That's okay. Ain't no big thing. Okay. So, did you have any? Did you have any picks from um, from across the pond, Saudi? You know what? I didn't lay any any uh, units on the on the Saudi. Uh, I just want to make. I just want to talk about this for a brief second. Oh, that's uh, cool. Because you know, last week I was riding Justin Rose, and yep. he almost pulled this off. He he was second place and back by two. I mean, DJ, he's just a beast, right? So, uh, pretty hard to beat him. I mean almost need to go out and uh have like the, the the happy gilmore and have the guy sabotage the last hole on him but <laughs> yeah. uh uh you know rosie i mean uh, he was 64 to one um you guys had written him off so it was more of just a moral victory that i wanted him to to do well and, and do it so uh yeah my hope is still alive that he's gonna win an event uh still alive uh, yeah now now just to give a little bit of a backstory to that uh in our group chat uh, you and Mike were going back and forth, uh, trying to create some odds whether or not he would win again. Yeah, is that right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure that you guys settled on a on a number or on a bet, but the simple fact that uh, you are the pro Rose Camp, uh, mm-hmm. and, he, and, he, and he and he popped up for a, a tie for second or solo second. Solo, I think. Yeah, we'll uh, just uh, no, no know, one's gonna fa- no one's gonna fact yeah. check. So yeah. solo second, um, definitely uh, give some some light to that. So. Uh, that might uh, that might shift the odds uh, one way or the other on that wager if you guys do decide to uh, move forward. I still don't think he's going to do much the rest of his career. Um, I just don't think he's uh, not that he can't win, but he, I think he's just a little bit uh, too much on the older side. And this younger generation is going to start to overflow uh, all the spots in the tournaments and uh, just sort of dominate unless they do something about uh, the ball or the rules. We'll have to see. Yeah. It's interesting you do say that though, because you look at them within the last you know calendar year. Like, look at guys like Martin Laird, Stuart Sink, um, Harris, Harris. He's, he's a little younger, but, younger but, but he still had a long uh, drought hiatus. Drought, yeah, yeah. So you know those guys can still win, and I think they're probably right around the same age as Rosie. Um, uh, you know Martin Laird and, and Stuart Sink's obviously older than and than uh, than Rosie. So uh, yeah, it's it'll be someday something interesting to watch. I wish they had some futures bets on them. Maybe put them down for another gold medal at the Olympics. But uh, yeah, know, defend. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I but. mean, uh, I, you know, maybe I sh- maybe I shouldn't completely write him off. He's gonna, but he's gonna have to pick his spots. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? He's not for gonna. Sure. Yeah. It's like Tiger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So let's get into some uh, sort of golf takes for this week. Um, news and notes. Uh, just sort of a little bit of a general uh, discussion here. Uh, the PGA of America announced yesterday that they are going to allow for distance measuring range finders uh, at all of their championships. This is not the PGA Tour. This is the PGA of America. So PGA Championship. Uh, PGA Club Pro Championship and the uh, Women's PGA Championship all is going to allow for, um, okay, you know, in, in sort of a, I guess an an inevitable move towards uh, technology and progress, uh, the use of laser rangefinders. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I mean, caddies are obviously doing a great job, but you know, the concern I guess would probably be with um, over the last number of years is trying to make golf faster right and speeding up play and i think this will help um obviously the, the caddies do a great job getting the numbers front to back and getting them everything they're still going to be able to do that but getting the number to the pin is going to be obviously way quicker way faster for them to make a decision especially on those easy shots where you know guys have simple wedges in and they you know you know those easier shots that uh, aren't as complicated so i, I think it's going to help improve improve play and i think it's a step in the right direction yeah, I mean, I, I sort of look at it from both sides. I think that it's inevitable, right? Like, when's yeah. the last time you played around without one? Uh, yeah, you and me, I, like, depending <laughs> if I, it's like I played like a week, uh, a full week this year because my battery was dead. <laughs> Those teeny tiny little guys, right? And you, every you gotta, time you got to find time. them at like uh, the oh. source, and when you go there, they're like they're like two for fifty. Yeah, thing lasts yeah, for <laughs> six weeks. Right. So my, my eyes got pretty powerful. Uh, <laughs> I delete on them a lot. Uh, 
for uh, for a little while there, but uh, you know, got got it back working. I don't think it helped much when I actually got it working, but uh, yeah, it's a funny story. Um, yeah, but like my point being, my point being is pretty much every uh, casual round of golf, you know, someone at least someone's got a laser. We're all using the laser all the time. Yeah, but, uh, you know, unless we uh, like lost it at the previous uh, course we played. Um, worst part is i have like four rechargeable batteries at my house here (laughs) just just forgot to make that even worse is when you go into the pro shop and of course they've got them for sale too but they're like three times the price yeah (laughs) yeah you can buy like a bulky wedge for the same amount (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh yeah i I think that's a that's a step in the right direction definitely it's a win that's a that's a it's a hat tip I agree. Yeah, okay. for sure. I agree on that front. I do think there is an opposite side. I did hear just to sort of present the opposite argument. I did hear uh, an opinion from some caddies uh, on Twitter, um, sort of anonymously actually, but uh, and and a couple guys that sort of outwardly uh, tweeted about it. That's uh, they think it's going to make the rounds even slower because what's going to happen is the caddy is going to get the yardage and then they're going to double check it with the laser and if it's off by a yard or two yards um that you know they're gonna have to redo their math redo their work i don't really know uh i i think it's i think it should be allowed you know sort of sort of in competition in place of a caddy you know what i mean if you have a person who's doing a full-time job to get distances and prepare for the golf course and like maybe maybe you just don't aren't allowed to have one but maybe if you don't have a caddy obviously on the pj tour and the majors and that sort of stuff you're always gonna have a caddy but um yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it works. Obviously, yeah. they're going to have to to monitor and see what uh, you know, get some data on it and see yeah, how it's, it's going to be good. But it's going to be good to just have it in a few tournaments and and I'm sure they've you know they didn't just make this decision on a snap. Uh, they mm. probably have some data without range finders and they're going to compare that to having range finders and then may, probably make some sort of decision uh, or maybe have the other organizations come to uh, yeah. an agreement or just decide to ban it outright yeah uh moving on uh pebble beach this week um dustin johnson who was the betting favorite has withdrawn from the tournament leaving patrick cantlay uh the favorite um cantlay leads the weakest field uh since they've been tracking strength of field uh for the official world golf ranking at pebble beach um and of course, there are no amateurs this year, which may play a factor, uh, you know, sort of sponsorship uh, type agreements where you get a lot of guys who sort of go play the Pebble Beach Pro-Am because their sponsor wants to play. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you think about that, but, you know, obviously the golf course has a First chance all, to be I the just, star. But I was just thinking before we got onto pebble is like i wonder if dj is just on a seven-day bender in saudi arabia right now right hundo p he is he is he is sliding uh across a giant marble floor in the uh palace of king amudala or whatever his name is uh just celebrating the win uh drunk off his ass just riding Uh, around riding elephants around partying yeah um, living the dream i can't blame him yeah i'd be over uh, there too and, and similarly you know he after he won the masters he withdrew from the mayakoba like two which was a week later or two weeks later uh can't quite recall so he's you know i'm not sure if this has been brought up anywhere that i've seen but he's developing a little bit of a trend here win win and then withdraw yeah so I don't know. I don't know if that's related to, to should we be worried? You know, we, we, we seem to think he has a history of uh, substance issues and, and whatnot. And I hate to hate to be the guy that goes there. Right. But I mean, is he, yeah, is he just celebrating a little bit too hard again. Ah, uh, what's too hard. <laughs> YOLO man. You got one life. How many exactly. times, how many times are you going to win? Yeah. Right? It seems like he's got it a little bit more figured out, but uh, you know, let him have some funny one shit ton of money and, uh, hey, if you go down, I mean, his father-in-law, Gretz, he's he's a big booze hound. So, you know, maybe they're just partying up together over there. What a duo, though, that would be. 
a dynamic duo. Anyway, back to Pebble. What were yeah. you saying? Because I was totally yeah. distracted. Okay. Uh, we're not uh, we're not very focused here without our host, Mike. We miss you. Uh, yeah, miss you, Mike. Hopefully, see you next week. Um, yeah, I was just commenting on the strength of field. Very weak. Uh, yeah. compared to many years um, and also no amateurs uh, in yeah. the event, uh, which, which is understandable. Obviously COVID uh, make, makes it a little bit more difficult to run an event that way. Yeah. I was wondering what they were going to do for that, but uh, cause it's such a, such a staple event for, for amateurs, you know, you get to see, uh, you know, I always love seeing Bill Murray, even though he's getting old and crazy, but just love to see his antics and, uh, and different, the different guys that are out there that you get to get, get to see a piece of their game too and, and how they react. But uh, yeah, it's going to be different this year. And they're not playing, you mentioned before that they're not going to be playing all the, uh, uh, the different courses. They're just sticking to pebble and, and spyglass. spyglass yeah. 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 I guess for logistical reasons, it just makes a little bit more sense. And uh so if I'm understanding it right, they're actually going to play Pebble three times this week, which wow. you know, like usually they yeah, play I guess that twice, makes sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so uh... It'll be interesting to see something to look forward to. Um, segue into our next uh, little segment here. Just sort of an off the cuff question about Pebble. Obviously, uh, big venue, classic venue. Everyone knows most of the golf holes. Um, is there something that you are looking forward to about pebble beach this year comma or uh do you have a, a pebble beach golf memory something that sort of sticks out in your mind uh you know big big small you know somebody winning somebody losing obviously tiger back 2000 when he won the u.s open i mean that was pretty legendary that was my first real you know i was still fairly new to golf uh, you know four or five years into golf but um getting an appreciation for it and seeing Tiger just dominate there. That was probably my most memorable, memorable experience. That's obviously on my bucket list. One of my bucket list items to go and play there. Um, but with not them not playing the other two courses, I mean, it's going to get Pebble's going to get more attention and, you know, you'll see more shots on Pebble and, mm -hmm. you know, less of the other, you know, if you want to just watch golf and you're into it, I mean, typically this isn't the tournament to, to yeah. really tune in and, and, and see that, but it's going to allow to see more golf at Pebble and, and really highlight it. And especially Spyglass too. Uh, Spyglass, I've never played it, but um, I've got uh, a couple of friends that have, and uh, they said it's, it, you know, it's, it's top notch as well. And, and, you know, seeing it in the past and in the, uh, the coverage, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I've, I have heard that Spyglass, um, dare I say, is better than Pebble. And, you know, they don't, you know, when they have the three golf courses going every year, they don't necessarily have a chance to get the cameras situated on all three of those properties. Right. So we usually see, yeah. um, you know, guys coming in on nine guys coming in on 18 at spyglass and, uh, and yeah. the other one, um, where they'll, they'll have a lot of the cameras on pebble. Right. So maybe they'll be able to sort of situate a little bit more action over there. We'll maybe get a better feel and appreciation for, uh, get to see more of course. Yeah. yeah what uh, spyglass is all about. Um, for myself, I mean, I did get to go to pebble beach, uh, early in 2019, just sort of stopped in on a little bit of a road trip, uh, sort of walked out from the clubhouse down onto the, uh, 18th green area. And I was just absolutely floored uh with the look of everything the sound of the water the sun was like blazing and and just the the size of that 18th green it you know i don't think people realize how small it is yeah like it is you know it's the greens of pebble are quite small um yeah. and, and i'm sort of get go, leading into uh my favorite pebble pebble moment that i that i've ever really uh, witnessed or seen was back in 2010 again it's tiger and uh this is in the US Open and he had just uh, sort of come off of the, the scandal, if you will, right? So he yeah. hadn't played for like six or seven months. You know, he played in the Masters, didn't play again until the US Open. Uh, and then on the Saturday, I think it was the Saturday round, he hit his tee shot on 18 sort of over to the right behind those oh, two yeah. trees in the fairway there, right? Yeah. I and, uh, you know, long conversation with Stevie and, uh, you know, pulls out the lumber, grabs the old three wood, aims it like 50 yards over the cove and oh. hit this big bullet slice, like right up to the pin, like 10 oh, or 15 feet. And he's just like, come on, come on. And everyone's oh, going yeah. crazy. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll look that up on, 
on YouTube and I, I still get uh, he gets like the, chills. the chills, right? The, the hairs on the back of my neck sort of standing up. Gives so you the goosebumps. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of my favorite. That's probably one of the more memorable shots for him because you, you do get you do see that, you know, on social media or whatever on, on some of the highlights that they post for Tiger. And that's always one that gets posted. And what a what a ballsy shot to, to you know, just to, to take it out where he did there and, and let it sling back in. I mean, the guy the guy hits just as good a cuts as anybody you'll ever see. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't have the I dare wouldn't do that. So uh <laughs> yeah just shows you how good he is right yeah no question okay so let's get into the juice the meat um we uh don't have a tally for our head-to-head for last week we will uh we'll do it again this week uh i think i won i think i won you might have won yeah sure (laughs) yeah we'll give it to him whatever but uh i I need uh, a victory here against you boys mike the host our our uh, beloved showrunner uh We'll be, we'll be tracking that for us, and we'll have an update on the leaderboard next week. Um, but we do have a set of 10 matchups here head-to-head that we are going to sort of dissect uh, for this coming tournament. A couple interesting pairings here. Um, and this is basically, obviously, who we think is going to be um, sort of the low man for the week uh, amongst these, these pairs here. So mm-hmm. I will start off the, the list here. Max Homa versus Paul Casey. And I'm going to go with Paul Casey. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard not to go with the guy. He uh, won a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, he, he may have a little bit of jet lag coming over, um, but he did finish second to Phil two years ago. I think he's got good vibes at Pebble. Uh, I see him sort of taking that matchup. Does Mike have his head to head? No. Okay. Um, no, he, he didn't send. So we'll, uh, yeah. Well, I'm kind of on the same line as you. I'd rather take Homa just, just for. You do you, man. But uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Casey too because uh, I've got him um, this week as one of my my uh, my contenders. So okay, let's do it. Kevin Streelman versus Scott Stallings. I'm going to go ahead and 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 grab on Kevin Streelman. Um, no rhyme or reason. I just sort of have a. A feeling that he's going to come out on top of Scott Stallings. Scott Stallings, love him. One of the fittest athletes on tour. Um, but I haven't heard much from him in a long time. So I was a little bit surprised that this matchup was up there. So uh, I'm going to go with Streelman. Yeah, I'm going to go with Streelman too. Um, this is turning out to be a boring head-to-head. but uh, It's okay. Yeah. Mike's, Mike's gonna, just going to fade us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're just forcing Mike into picking the picks that we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay chris kirk versus david hearn you, you start um i think hearn's played well here in the past i haven't seen these matchups yet so i'm thinking um i'll go with hearn yeah that's a good pick i'm also i'm also going in with uh big dh david hearn uh, right. i think he's played well there in the past like you said i didn't get a chance to look it up um, but something about pebble and Canadians uh, yeah. seems to be um, lingering in the air there. Uh, yeah. the, the Canadians always seem to sort of rise up to the top of the leaderboard. You know, you go back to Mike Weir, uh, he won uh, maybe twice. I'm not, not maybe sure, not fully sure about that, but he was definitely in the mix a couple times. Yeah. Um, I do recall that. Nick Taylor winning last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's got some good mojo out there for, for team Canada. Yeah. Uh, Jim Furyk or Daniel Berger? Oh, the Furyk Burger. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like something that would just fall apart at any moment. <laughs> One of these things is just way bigger than your mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Burger. Okay. Any rhyme or reason? No, just um, that he's like 20 years younger and you know been playing well. <laughs> just a couple small advantages yeah no big deal um I, i've actually uh i'm actually gonna fade you there fern i've got like it. i've got jimmy furick uh taking that matchup and i'll tell you why uh jim furick won the pebble beach tournament on the champions tour last fall and uh you know they don't move the tees up for those boys the golf course maxes out at you know seven thousand and fifty yards something like that real short and so yeah 
you know, he's, he's got some recent good mojo on the golf course. He's won there inside of the last year. Uh, I'm looking at him to sort of pop up and take that. What's the weather like at Pebble now? Like <sighs> get some crazy weather, like yeah, in California, but I don't know if California, if the Monterey gets, uh, gets affected that much, but it does. Um, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll bring it up here, but, uh, yeah, something to think about, but, yeah. uh, yeah, cool. Who's, who's uh, the next matchup moving on? Uh, let's go. Here's an interesting one. Ricky Fowler versus Jordan Spieth. Fade versus fade. Um, you know what? I'm Spieth has convinced me that that you know I was right two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row. Spieth missing the cut uh, two weeks ago, and then Fowler missing it last week. I'm until Fowler proves me wrong. I'm gonna have to go with Spieth um, just based on the fact that he uh, made the cut last week and had that solid round on the third day. I can't pick Ricky. Um, you just can't do it. I mean, Ricky, past champion at the waste management and missed the cut, right? Like a Still, golf course. Yeah. So, and then on top of that, you have Jordan and he didn't have a great Sunday, but guy shot 61 and yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but has Jordan not won the Pebble beach? We'd have to verify that, but yeah. uh, in my, in my mind, he's got a victory there and that's yeah. all I need. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. We've got, should be easy to look up because Jordan hasn't yeah. had a win since 2017. So. <laughs> <laughs> I already know where to start. Yeah, go to the, uh, it's uh, Google Archives, um, Wayback Edition. Snedeker versus Molinari. Mm. I'm going to go Molinari. Um, part of the reason is that I, I'm just, I'm kind of, in the back of my mind, I'm cheering for him to, to really get his game back. He, he lost he, or his back was all messed up last year. And, um, I had money on him to win the masters last year. Um, but then it got delayed and back at back issues. And I think right before the masters is his back issues started to come up and I was looking at his last couple of rounds or events and he's starting to trend in the right direction. I think his game's going to come back. And, and as long as he stays healthy, um, I've also, um, and for another segment, but just to drop it here, I put some money on him to win the, the masters this year. Um, mm. So uh, it, it's good enough odds. I think he was around 50 to one or something like that. So, I mean, I'm always looking around odds like that, but uh, I, I think if he can have a good week here, it just, you know, keeps building that momentum and, you know, you never know. You never know. I'm going to fade you there, bud. Uh, I like it. I'm going with Brant. Snedeka. Uh, guy, Snedeka. You haven't heard much from this guy in a long time either, right? But I did yeah. uh, catch a whiff of, whiff of him on the broadcast on Sunday, I believe. Um, can't quite be sure what he shot, but uh, they did mention that he shot like a 64 or 65 or something on Sunday. Um, they showed him once real quick and... Uh, you know, I believe he's a past champion at Pebble as well. So I think he's going to take that. I just got a feeling. Cool. Uh, that's all I need. Living on a feeling. Love it. Uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, Jim Herman. You know who that is? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Versus Russell Knox. Yep. So Jim Herman, um, just for those who don't know, you guys got, he's got two PGA Tour wins, but like a million miscuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just the just a complete oddball um you just never know with that guy so i'm not sure if it's his week but um i gotta go with russell knox just just based on that right i think he's gonna he's got a better chance of missing the cut than uh than sort of having a high finish here this week yeah that's never good <laughs> never never good when your your odds are better to to miss the cut than uh <laughs> Then Especially when you when you listen to who's handicapping them right now, yourself and me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'll roll with you on that. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Knox. Cool. Right on. Uh, Nate Lashley versus Austin Cook. Hmm. Don't know who Austin Cook is, so that's that's. I might as well just go with. Uh, you know what? I'll go with him. You know, go with the dark horse, you know, 
You never know what's going to happen. Living on the edge. What's his name again? <laughs> uh, Austin, Austin Cook. Austin. Austin Cook. Well, it said Cook. I just assumed his name was Austin. So <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Uh, but Nate Lashley, I'm going. I really I'm, hope it isn't. I'm going with the big lash. Uh, right. Quick story. Um, two years ago, uh, he, he ended up in a playoff against uh, Harris English for the uh, – regional or sorry the sectional qualifier for the u.s open down at rattlesnake point i was there uh he hit his shot on the playoff hole sort of the to the right i believe it was the 17th hole on uh copperhead and uh myself and a buddy were there and we were sort of watching and and like we located his ball like 12 yards into the into the shit into the woods muddy lie (laughs) brutal guy chips it out chips it on like a miracle shot to get it out of the woods, chips yep. it on, makes the putt, wins the playoff, goes to the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. And the guy, you could sort of hear him talking, like, you know, I think he got interviewed and someone was like, he was talking about how much he loved Pebble Beach. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had a good finish uh, at the Open there that year. Who was, I'm sorry. Who Lashley. Was Lashley. 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 Okay, Lashley. you're still on Lashley. Yeah, okay. Sorry, uh, tangent. Um, yeah, it's okay. Uh that's so, a, I, I like those stories that you can uh, you have some kind of like personal. Yeah, uh, it's a good it's a feel good. It's a feel yeah, good for sure. Exactly. And um, he played well last week at, at uh, Phoenix. So there's that. Cool. So I like, I like him that. over uh, over Cook. Cantley, Patrick Cantley versus Jason Day. I'm going to go with Jay J Day. Jay Day. Bold move. I can't stand Cantley. I mean, the guy takes like four minutes to hit a golf shot like. So much talent, but like hit the ball already, and and that I'll have to forever bet against him. Okay, well I'm gonna to. T- I'm gonna take him because he's the favorite, and I think that's yeah, I know. that's a good. <laughs> Call me stupid. That makes him a good bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Kyle Stanley haven't heard much from him lately. Versus Will Zalatoris. Oh, wow, I like that name. I'm he's, been run- he's been running hot lately. Oh yeah, I have Valtoris. Okay, um, yeah, let's roll with them. I, I like that. You gonna yeah, take like him off? Like you said, Stanley hasn't been around. He pops up every once in a while, but uh, yeah, I had him. I had him down, but I'm gonna fade him just to spite you. I like that. Okay, um, I gotta make. I think I'm. I think I was dead last in the head-to-head standing, so I gotta make some sort of comeback, and I gotta use that last that last pairing right there to sort of um, make the comeback charge, uh, start the charge anyways. Okay. Yep. All right. Beautiful. So that being said, let's move on to our picks for this week. So we've got uh, maybe in no particular order. We've we've both selected a winner, uh, someone who we think should make the top 10, a player who who we think is going to miss the cut and a long shot winner. And then, you know, if you have any, uh, other guys or bets you have your eyes on or that you've placed, uh, feel free to share. Okay. Um, why don't you kick us off here, Lambo? Okay. So to win the golf tournament, um, I'm going to take Jordan, Jordan Spieth, 24 to one. I don't think that's a bad bet. Um, you know, of the guys who are sort of, uh, the favorites, you know, the top 10 or 15 on the odds sheet. Um, he's, he's probably had the best week last week. Um, so I'm just going to ride him, see what happens. I like uh, that. Again, again, I think, I believe he's won the tournament before. So I think that plays into his hands. Um, so we'll just see what happens with that. Top 10, a um, little bit off the board here. Uh, although we, we did talk about him briefly already. Jim Furyk. Uh, yeah, I like that. I, I think he's going to show up. The odds were all right. I think it was 10 to 1 to get him in the top 10. Um, I also did select Jim, put a, put a couple units on him to win the golf tournament, uh, 99 to one. I just don't think that's a bad bet at all. Um, considering, uh, his recent history, his recent form, you know, he hasn't been playing the PJ tour, but you know, I don't really, uh, make much difference with, with the golf course. You know, it's, it's going to be set up very similar to how it was on the champions tour when he, when he took it down. Yeah. Miss cut hate to say it, uh, this guy we've been talking about. Uh, on the podcast since we started a couple times a couple weeks back nick taylor um, i know he's the defending champion this week uh, but he fizzled out 
he he sort of showed up on uh, the Saturday or he, he was there on the uh, first few rounds, three rounds of the Sony open. Uh, he showed up again a little bit on uh, the Saturday at the American express. And then, you know, just hasn't done much since I'm not even sure if he started either the last two weeks, but I, I just don't think he's going to sustain it. And history hasn't shown that he's uh, that he keeps his game up. You know, he sort of pops up and then yeah. falls down. So he's going to miss the cut, even though he won last year. Long shot, Nate Lashley. I'm taking him. I just got a feeling he's uh, he's riding high. He's riding hot. Loves Pebble. Um, you know, I just I just look at his odds. I think it's 164 to one. Uh, I just could not not take him. So I think I've got two units on Nate. And then uh, if I go back to my bet sheet real quick, let's see what else I got here. Just for cheer, just for cheering sake, um, you know, guys who I also think could win and are and are good value odds. I've got uh, HV3 Harold Varner. Mm-hmm. Um, again, looking at course history, I think is very important. Uh, HV3 uh, won a tournament, a junior tournament at Pebble Beach in 2007 or 2008. Um, a guy, I believe he's looking for his first tour win. The field is relatively weak. I think it sort of, um, is a good sort of perfect storm for him to, to creep up and pop up and take a W, uh, Will's Al Torres, uh, he's 20 to one, uh, not extremely great value, but the guy's going to win soon. Uh, and then I got, so I got two units on him and then I've got two units on Phil just feel good. You know, I just think, uh, he never does bad at Pebble, even though he's flying over from Saudi Arabia, uh, Pebble Beach and Phil Mickelson run deep and uh, you know it's always good to have him in the mix and uh, being able to cheer for him uh, come Sunday if if possible I like that it's good picks um, my picks um, okay starting off okay um, my picks to win uh, actually I'll go with a miscut I'm going to keep going I'm going to go with uh Back-to-back miscuts. going to keep riding the Ricky Fowler train. The Ricky train. Yeah. I mean, it's not great odds. Uh, I think it's plus 173 or 177. Um, but I'll, I'll maybe hammer a couple units on that just, uh, just to have some action. Um, my top 10, I've got, um, I've got Nick Taylor, 6-1. to one. <sighs> Total fade. Total best <laughs> fade right out of the box. <laughs> and then I've got Phil Mickelson top ten as well, four to one. All right. Um, yeah, four. He's he's got good uh, good track record there. Winner two years ago. Um, yeah, I like that. And I've also sprinkled a little top five, um, just because of the odds are good enough. Uh, six and a half to one. Kevin Streelman. He has got a ton of top tens, top fifteens in the last like ten years. Uh, just looking at his just looking at the winners over the last few years and his name was always around the top. So mm-hmm. older guy, I like how we're picking a few guys off the champions. Stroman's a champions tour guy now, right? I don't, I don't think so. He's kind of borderline. Getting he's, on in the his 40s. he's in his forties. He's in his forties. I don't, okay. I don't think he's late forties, but, um, but I think, he, I think he's about 40. Okay. So he's close, but uh, he's getting up there kind of in the later end of his career in the PGA tour. Uh, but we've got Phil, we've got Jim, a couple of champions tour guys. Yeah. Uh, I like that. So, so it's horses for courses, right? And and if anyone sure. out there is looking to sort of take our advice, you know, that, that matters at Pebble pr- probably more than ever, especially when, you know, we don't have any of the top 10 in the world uh, showing up. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. really anybody's game. And I think, I think history and uh, sort of connection to the golf course is going to, it's going to prove to be valuable this week. Um, did you have anything else? Long shot? Long shot. I'm going to go with Pat Perez. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, Air Jordan. Uh, Past winner. Yeah. And yes. 150 to one. Yes. So excellent bet. I like Pat. I follow him on Instagram. Uh, he, if you don't know, he loves his, he's a Jordan, Jordan player mm-hmm. has about 15,000 pairs of Jordan shoes that is in his house. Uh, but just cool guy. Uh, yeah, hoping he can get it done. I'd like to see him get another W on the on the tour, and then uh, a couple of my I'll go for my higher ones. I, I I'm actually going to go with um, one of my winners here, Nick Taylor, repeat, um, mm. just because he's seventy nine to one. I'm only doing yep. a base on value. Good value. Um, he could ha- he he could just get the mojo back and 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 yeah. I mean, and it's turn. hard for 
for guys, especially the was it's his only victory on the PGA Tour, right? No, he's got he won a in Did fourteen Sanderson Farms or something. Yeah, way yeah. back, like yeah, yeah, like a fall series event or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him get it done for for a defending champion. That's a bit of a slap in the face, but maybe it's. I mean, he's been around the you know the first couple. He was playing well in 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 uh, Hawaii, so we'll see. Um, guy that was playing well this past weekend, uh, Naismith. Mm-hmm. Naismith. Yep. Yeah. He's 64 to one. Uh, I'm going to put a little couple, a uh, couple units on him sprinkle it around. And I've also got, uh, Paul Casey, 18 to one, uh, yeah, guys good value. Play. I think, yeah. uh, I think he's a, he's definitely a front runner for he's top couple guys there. And you're giving me an 18 to one. I'll take that all day long. And yeah, he's like top. He's third, third on the power rankings. Yeah, uh, and it's not deep, audits. so no, so that's good. Yeah, I like that. Good man. So, uh, you done? I'm done. That's it. That's all you got. Okay, good stuff. So I'll quickly uh, roll over Mikey G's uh, three bets that he shared with Ferno and I in the group chat this morning. Uh, we didn't really get into sort of what and why, but uh, he's got uh, looks like ten units on on Jordan Spieth, sort of uh, jumping on that train just like me. Um, even though I think personally he's going to have a bit of a hard time till he uh, cleans up his swing a little bit more, uh, fixes his grip, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can't, you can't deny the man uh, a little bit hot right now. So it's definitely good value at 27 to one. Um, he also put five units on uh, big Dick, Rick, Ricky Fowler, 49 to one. Uh, not sure what his logic is there. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he's got, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I'm not going to put words in his mouth. Uh, missed the cut last week, Ricky. Uh, I'm not sure. He's looking for the same story as what Spieth did, right? Missed a couple cuts and then yeah, or back Brooksy, with right? The, yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Could it could happen? Um, certainly not outside the realms of possibility. And then he's got five units on Brian Harmon, sixty-four to one, out of nowhere. Can't like speak that. to it. Brian Harmon, lefty. That's probably why. I'll be definitely keeping my eye on the odds. Uh, before the round on Sunday to see, uh, see how things are looking. If, if all my yeah. picks are gone <laughs> yeah. and if, well, well you know, we, have, we haven't done it for, yeah, we haven't done a hedge, a hedge cast for a couple uh, weeks and uh, you know, a little bit of that has to do with uh, like scheduling and timing and uh, logistics. Yep. Um, obviously stuff being on the West coast, uh, you know, kind of throws things a little bit um, off for us uh, either way. Uh, we may do a hedge this weekend. We'll have to see. Just depends if our guys are sort of up there. Uh, we want to maybe pick another guy to sort of um, clean up our betting ticket. So I think that's the show. Uh, Fernie, do you have any uh, closing remarks for the Canadian degenerates out there? No. Fade Nothing. us. Fade us. So let's go. Fade us into Wait. black. Just let's fade us into money. black. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Make, let's make some dough. Okay, well, that's uh, that's the Pebble Beach uh, Golf Links edition of the Degenerate Golfer Podcast for Brandon Furness, for Mikey G. This is Dave Lambo Lambert. <laughs> Enjoy the golf. When you see me tee up, you better step aside. A lot of men didn't, a lot of men died. I hook it to the left. I shank it to the right, I'll be looking for my ball until the dark of the night. You play 18 holes, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Andrew, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the country club pros.